Hey everybody and all, welcome back to another exciting episode of Hollywood Knockbusters. We're back. So um, I decided to bring back my lovely guest here, Anna Zayden. How are you doing, Anna? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, so we're going to be talking about the 1994 film Camp Nowhere. Um, we both are big fans of this. Uh, yes. I was going to have my other... I was gonna have my buddy Dustin on at one point, and mm-hmm. he is—he does not like that movie now, like as an adult. And so, it would have been interesting to sort of get that, you know, get that uh, thing. But I decided yeah. to let him let him want, you know, do something that he actually likes for the next one nice. that we do. So, um, but yeah, that's so, sort of the point of these are like movies that didn't do very well in the box office, or maybe not as you know, talked about these days, um, which is sad. Um, I think Camp Nowhere is one of those films that should be talked about more still. Like, people should oh, watch yeah. it with their kids, you know, and um, because, honestly, it's everything that kids don't do these days. I don't even <laughs> know if kids even go to camp still. Um, they go to church camp. My niece to- just went to two different ones already. Okay. Yeah. We go to church camp. We know that. Um, I don't know <laughs> if they go to, I don't even know if there's a thing called like quote unquote fat camp anymore. Um, I don't know. I, you don't hear about them anymore. Well, it's weird because we're sort of at this stage in our life where people are, are more embracing their bodies and everything. Yeah. And so it's like kind of shameful to, and I say quote unquote because it's really not appropriate to say, you know, fat camp or whatever. Yeah. There was a whole another movie made in nineteen ninety five that was all about fat camp. Heavyweights. Heavyweights. Which <laughs> interestingly enough, this movie was produced by Hollywood Pictures, which is owned by Disney. A year later, Disney itself made another camp movie. Hmm. I wonder <laughs> if they saw because of Camp Nowhere that there was sort of a market for kids, you know, camp movies or whatever. Um, heavyweights did good, a lot though. better, though. I believe. Yeah, it did. That's kind of more well known than Camp Nowhere. Um, when was that one made? Ninety-five. So it's like literally 90- oh, a year right after. Yeah, literally oh, wow. a year after. I, I like. It's weird to like think that both of those were kind of. See, Disney owns Hollywood Pictures, but they weren't. Disney doing it right. It wasn't Disney mm-hmm. itself doing it. It's just that they they own that property, but the that property made that movie, right? So Hollywood Pictures made that movie. Uh, there, I don't think there is a Hollywood Pictures anymore, if I'm correct. So Disney just owns all the library. So you know they own this movie as well as they own Fox. So they also own like Sandlot and um. Rookie of the Year and things like that. You know, a lot of. Uh... <laughs> okay. Hey, sorry about that, folks. Uh, we've been having some technical difficulties over here. Um, I don't know what's going on with my internet, but it was, it acted up before the show, you know, and stuff too. So I I know it's like having issues at this moment you know uh is it bad weather there no not that's oh, weird 
it's nice here. Um, 76 and clear. So I don't know. Um, ah. Anyway, to go back to Camp Nowhere, let's let's go back to that. Let's talk about that real yes. quick. So <laughs> uh, Camp Nowhere is a uh, film made in 1994 um, uh, for Hollywood Pictures. The, uh, the cast included um, Jonathan Jackson, who you told me before you used to have like pictures of him in your room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> him and Andrew, Andrew Keegan. Andrew Keegan. And Zach Cavaricci, which was the guy playing guitar on, on Camp Nowhere. Little Aussie guy. <laughs> uh-huh. So you had him, too? Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't have uh, Burgess Meredith? No. <laughs> That's the guy who played the old man who had the camp. Oh, <laughs> he is. Uh, he's Rocky's. Uh, uh, Rocky's like um, manager, whatever. In yeah. the Rocky movies, first few Rocky movies. Uh, he's also yeah. the Penguin in Batman. The, oh yeah, uh, wow. Adam West, Burt Ward, Batman, nineteen sixty. Yeah, Batman. Yes. Nobody knows existed except people from the nineties and before. Right, not a lot of people talk about it as much. So yeah, we yeah. we know about it because it was on. Yeah. TV all the I time. Grew up on that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So interesting cast. So like Jonathan Jackson, Andrew Keegan, uh, Marnette Patterson. Um. But we just watched a movie together. Um. Or reviewed a movie together yeah. with her, and I remember the days. Yes. Um, uh, she's she's a great actress. And she was fun in this. She really is. No, she just kept saying Trey everything. Everything was Trey cool, Trey this, and I was like, Yeah, and Trey got... means like very. Does it? <laughs> yeah, Does I learned that, that like... in Clueless. Trey cool, <laughs> Trey very cool. cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but then she just kept she kept saying it. I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that was the thing at the time. I don't know, but it was so funny. <laughs> You know, I was like, I actually wanted to be her when I was that age. When this really? came out, I was like, I, she was her and Jennifer Tilly were the two that I was like, I'm going blonde when I was 15. Nice, yeah, because I was like, they look good with it, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, you, you look good in blonde, so you should have kept you. it, you know. Yeah, I go back to it every once in a while, well, every year. <laughs> yeah, um, Melody yeah. Kay was uh, Gabby. You know, uh-huh. and then um, uh, let's see, uh, Christopher Lloyd obviously was Dennis. Yeah, he was and, great. He's great in everything. Well, it's funny because there's two Back to the Future people. You know that, right? Who was the other? The Wait. sheriff. That's oh, Biff. Yeah. Oh yeah! Wow. So they like have like <laughs> scenes together and it's just it's weird because like in the original Back to the Future, they never had any scenes together really because like most of it was seen like Biff all the Biff scenes were scenes with Michael J. Fox and stuff, yeah. you know. So like yep. it was really neat to kind of see both of them together, like, oh, it's a Back to the Future <laughs> reunion right there. Um and Emmett Walsh who um was the was the guy who uh what was his name T T R Polk who was after him after the car 
you know, yeah, yeah. one of the money yeah. for the car or whatever <laughs> and stuff. And so he, um, uh, that old, that man was in a movie that I absolutely love called Blood Simple. And he's been, I think he worked with the Coen brothers a lot. You know, nice. he's done, he was in Blade Runner. He was in the movie The Jerk, My Best Friend's Wedding. I mean, dude, when you see his face, you know who he is. And um, I'm yeah. happy to see that he's still kicking. So that's always nice. good. Um, yeah. Let's see. Hillary Tuck, who's been in a lot of stuff. She was in like Life ah, as a House. And... She was in the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV show. Yep. Yes. And so it was really neat to see her, you know. Yeah. And that kid, uh, uh, the kid that like had the crush on her was hilarious. I love that kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Takes it? his swimsuit off in the water. <laughs> yeah, he was he was pretty funny. Um, I'd actually forgotten about that part, <laughs> and my mom's like, "You don't remember that part? That was the funniest part." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, yeah." My mom got it. Oh, uh, at the end of the that. movie where. <laughs> He takes off his, uh, takes off his, you know, underwear or uh, his, yeah. his uh, swim shorts. And yeah. she's, uh, she's like, well, uh, you don't have another pair. You know, she like leaves. <laughs> Cause she was trying yeah. to get him to do, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but that was funny. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> then there's, you know, um, who else is in this movie that, well, we got Jessica Beale or not Jessica Alba, I think. Oh Yeah. Jessica Alba. I'm sorry, I did not mean Beale. And Allison Mack from yeah. Super the was a Smallville. Um, unfortunately, she's I think in prison now, if I'm correct. Oh, really? Yeah, she was part of some cult that was like sex oh, cult. My. Yeah. She, wow. Uh, yeah. What a way to flip your life. It said, as of mid-September 2021, Mac is incarcerated in the U.S. federal prison system at Federal Correctional Institute, FCI, Dublin, a uh, low-security prison for female in Dublin, California, near San Francisco, not Dublin, Ireland. Uh, mm-hmm. FCI Dublin is also where Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin each served short sentences in relation to the college admission bribery scandal. Uh, Max projected release date is December fifteenth, two thousand twenty-three. Wow! So she gets out later this year. Yeah. I wonder how her life's going to be changed. You know, like yeah. She, um, and, and, and I know that there was a specific prison they sent like actors to. I'm sure you know it's yeah. got like famous actors, especially because they got to keep them away from you know, sort of the uh the inmates that would like harass them or something because of what they Yeah. Did. Yeah. Um but yeah that's that's interesting. Um so let's see. Um all right. So uh I'm trying to look up some more stuff for it. So okay. uh, but yeah uh so Allison Mack, Jessica Alba, there were two twins, Crystal and Tiffany Matter Mataris or something. It looks like Tiffany is still doing stuff, maybe. Ah. I don't know if both of them are still doing stuff. It's Crystal. There yeah, was something I, else that I watched not long ago. And I can't remember I can't remember what it was. Well, they were in 
kindergarten cop. That problem, was it. Problem child <laughs> two. Actually, yeah. Single white female. And oh, uh, I don't remember the, him in that. The last thing that they did was a hundred and a thousand zombie heads. So. Huh. Um. But yeah. So, uh, the only reason I thought that Tiffany might. Whatever, because she's the only one on here with like a picture on IMDb. So it means to uh -huh. me like she's more a little bit more serious about wanting to continue her acting work. It's interesting yeah. to like once you're kind of a twin like the um Mary Kate and Ashley sort of do mm -hmm. movies all together all you know all the time. You're you know you mm -hmm. play the um either you play the same character or you play twins you know together yeah or whatever and and that's. That's cool, but I like. I always liked it when the twins went out and did their own thing. Like when Mary, I think it was either Mary Kate or Ashley. I think it was Mary Kate went out and mm -hmm. did her own um, acting. You know, without Ashley, you know, or whatever. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Like I like that yeah. because you know it it makes them feel more individual. Um, the guys from Big Daddy, Dylan were, and Cole Frass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it? Uh, I think. Which one does uh? Which, huh? Which one does uh? Riverdale, I think Riverdale. Dylan. I think it's Dylan. The other one opened a mead store in Brooklyn. He makes mead. Oh, like beer? Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, that's what mead is. <laughs> Still yeah. unclear to what that is, <laughs> but yeah, like he has a wine store, a mead store bar in brooklyn somewhere or at least he did when i was still living in new york oh let me see it's cole actually who's in um, riverdale in riverdale oh okay oh yeah he is the one with the darker hair yeah they changed their hair color too that's probably a good <laughs> idea honestly yeah. to like separate them they, I mean, yeah. they are identical twins, so oh it, yeah, it, they look identical. Um, yep. But uh, so anyway, yeah. So the those two girls are in um uh, are in Camp uh, Camp Nowhere. Um, mm -hmm. let's see if there's anybody big. Uh, from so the dad and mom are Peter Scolari, and unfortunately, he's no longer with us. He died uh in 2021. Oh. Uh, but he was on uh, New Heart. Oh, he was on the Honey I Shrunk the Kids TV show as well. He hmm. was he was Wayne. He was the dad. Oh yeah, that's funny. Oh wow, <laughs> that's funny. I did not know that. But he was on the TV show Girls, and he was in uh, that thing you do, which I love. I don't know if you've seen that. I like that one. It was cute. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, I also like the song from it. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah. <laughs> I heard a good rendition of that song through uh, New Newfound Glory. Did a whole album of like covering uh, like a punk version of all you know like love songs from the sound you know movie soundtracks. They do like oh, uh, cool. I don't want to miss a thing by uh, Aerosmith. Uh, they did. Um, the one from Karate Kid too, uh the um the glory of love, you know, ah. and stuff by Peter Cetera. So they did a bunch uh -huh. of these uh uh those things and and they're that thing you do was probably my favorite because it was just so 
already it was a great song, but they just made Uh it like more like hip to punk. And so I still listen to it every now and then because their I need version. to check that out. Yeah, it's on YouTube, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, nice. so let's see. Um, the mother is Romy Walt Hall, and unfortunately, she also died in 2021. Ooh, it's kind of sucky. Oh no. That's the those are the uh the parents of uh Jonathan Jackson's character. So um but she was on Quantum Leap. Um I'm not sure if that was just for an episode or she was yeah, I think just for an episode. She was in face off um with uh Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, uh Howling Four and Eight Simple Rules for dating my teenage daughter, stuff like that. So Um, Jonathan Jackson, you know, from, um, well, he was on, he's on Nashville, but like Tuck Everlasting and, uh, General Hospital, Insomnia, uh, dude's been in a lot of stuff. Um, You but know, you, I asked but you my had a mom huge what crush. happened to him in General Hospital. She has wiped his, her memory of him. I was Oh. like, he was lucky. She's like, who was lucky? I was like, Laura's son. She's like, what? I don't know. I can't. I can't say anything about that because I never watched the show. <laughs> well, I, I used I, to watch it for him. well, here's here's my problem with soap operas is, <laughs> especially now. If I were to get into them now, I can't because mm -hmm. Ah, I'm one of those people that I have to watch it from the very beginning, you know. yeah, And so I had to watch Melrose Place, and thankfully that only had seven seasons, but like it's a lot to 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 do. So you have to like. It's a it's a time you know. So now I'm rewatching them again because I love them. Um, I don't know for some reason Melrose Place that TV show always just made me feel good, you know. Even Ah. the dark, sinister stuff going on sometimes, which I liked, you know, because that's. But a lot of times it was just a really good look at like probably what was happening in the '90s for a lot of people, you know, Hmm. dealing with stuff. So, I, have you ever seen Melrose Place? I remember seeing an episode when it first came out, but then I forgot about it. So I never got to see it all the way through. Well, What's it on? what is it on? Play, uh, Paramount Plus, I think. Oh, okay. Is this a CBS show? I want to say so. Yeah, Ah. up here, Paramount Plus. The new, uh, the new Melrose that they had like one season of a new, new which had some of the same characters popped up like in episodes or whatever, you know. And I'm like, ah, I heard about that. And like, I'm excited. Not got a chance to watch it because it's not on Paramount Plus for some reason. Oh, Um, weird. I didn't even know they were rehashing it. um, yeah, I didn't know either. Um, until like I saw it, then I was like, oh, yes, I gotta see it, you know, or whatever at some point. Yeah. So, just haven't. Um, let's see. Um, uh, all right, I kind of want to real quick go over like the story, and this is from IMDb and stuff, so we can kind of fill in some blanks. in a second, but Morris Mud Himmel has a problem. His parents desperately want to send him away to summer camp. He ain't going there and what uh, and what uh, would do anything to get out of it. Talking to his friends, he realizes that they're all facing the same sentence, boring summer camp. Uh, together with his friends, he hatches a plan to trick all the parents into sending them to one of his own design 
which would actually be a parent-free paradise. Blackmailing former drama teacher Dennis Van Welker into helping, they must convince their parents that the camp is genuine and that they aren't allowed to visit. That's pretty much the, the gist of the movie. So, like, yeah, I, you know, I remember as a kid, I really liked this movie, but uh, as an adult, I think I even have way more respect for it because it's such a simple sort of concept. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the the whole the whole basis of the movie can be summed into one sentence that Mud says, which is. With that, with that money, we could just buy our own camp, right? And yeah. I'm like, boom! You just set up the <laughs> whole premise in that just that one line, you know? Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, you don't see movies be able to do that with, and it sounded like a natural dialogue. It didn't seem like they mm -hmm. filled that in there, you know? Yeah. With, you know, a, a scene in a trailer or something, you know, where you know they say like that, but it, it worked. Um. So yeah, then Andrew Keegan's like, "Wait a minute, what did you say?" Go back and it's like, "I said we can maybe buy our own camp," and mm -hmm. then, then the whole movie just goes on to that, and of course, one of his friends finds out what he's doing, uh, because they find out that he finds out that this camp, the computer camp he talked about, does not exist, which is very interesting. He did he figured that out without the internet this all is all yeah. internet like now oh, yeah. like this movie probably couldn't be made today because parents would would know like that camp doesn't exist i could just i'm gonna google that camp that camp doesn't exist yeah. they would have to literally in order to make this movie today they would have to have kids create their own website for each camp <laughs> and or and fake website for each camp make it look good you know, which would take time and money and energy when, yeah, you know, they don't need, they shouldn't need, you know, like, uh, or they just make a Facebook page and say, yeah, there it is. <laughs> I could actually see kids trying that though. Yeah. <laughs> trying like create their own Facebook page. Oh, there it goes. Yeah. There's the camp. They just steal make also... Google images of different camps and. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and make it look like it's. I also like think that it was cool how I thought it was cool how each one of them told their parents they were going to a different type of camp. Like there's military camp, there's acting camp, it's the weight camp, all kinds of stuff. Right. And the parents are like, okay. It's it's not <laughs> just <laughs> it's not just like computer camp or yeah. whatever. Which I mean, as a kid, I never went to camp. You know, and uh, did you go to camp? I went once and it was not good. <laughs> the day after I got there, I was calling my mom. I was like, these people are weird. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... it made fun of me because I was really fat and we had swim time in a lake. And every time I got on the high dive off into the lake, they start mooing at me. <laughs> So it's like, okay, this is not cool. I should have gone to fat camp. So, oh, terrible. Yeah, they That's threw mean. food at me in the cafeteria. I was like, who are these people and why do they hate me? <laughs> but Kids are really, mean, I was man. The like, one in camp. I was like the fattest person in camp. So Kids yeah. are still mean. Like, oh, yeah. 
I think older... they're meaner now than they used to be. <laughs> Once again, internet. They can look anything up. They can figure things oh, out. Yeah. They're smarter than they used to be. I mean, we had to figure shit out on our own. You know, we're the oh, same yeah. age. So <laughs> we had to actually figure shit out on our own. We had to uh we had to go to the library at our oh, school yeah. and we had to go look up this thing called a book and we had to look <laughs> up these pages and yep. uh, we didn't have to go to our phone, you know, mm-hmm. and everything. We went to the index cards. Right. <laughs> so like it's great to see movies like this because it's it's back to sort of my reality growing up. Like yeah, I, I didn't grow up with kids who have cell phones or something, you know, or what? I didn't grow. I think I saw my first cell phone other than on Saved by the Bell, but in <laughs> person when I was seventeen, and it was a flip Motorola that you had to plug into your car. <laughs> I don't even remember what my first what my first cell phone was that I saw, but yeah, I, other than the Zach's phone, which I always thought was just a regular uh-huh. phone. Yeah, you know, I never thought it because it looked like a regular portable phone. It did not yeah. look like a cell phone. So I just thought it was a portable phone that was hooked up to the school. You know, yeah. like, I did not know it was for a long time, but didn't know it was his personal cell phone or something. You yeah, know? we're just like, whoa, he took his phone to school. <laughs> yeah, kids don't. I mean, in my school, no kids had cell phones. They weren't allowed. Mine neither. And I. I- I took my mom's to school after I had somebody rear in my car. And she's like, take the bag phone. She called it the bag phone. Because <laughs> it's actually in a little zipper pouch bag. <laughs> so, yeah. So, look and when you would, the... huh? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, when you would push the numbers, it's like, boop, boop, <laughs> really loud. <laughs> so, when, when we look back at this movie, I mean, it, it feels absolutely authentically 90s you know yeah. it has that feel of kids playing outside and yeah. the kids love to play it outside i mean they wanted to watch their beavis and butthead and their melrose <laughs> place and all this other they're not melrose beverly hills 90210 uh yeah. marnette's character trisha was like obsessed with dylan apparently if i can't <laughs> watch dylan i'll die it's like a line in the movie <laughs> and i was like you know that's so funny that i mean why why is everybody so Dylan? Like why do they like Dylan? They didn't like uh Brandon, you know. I don't know, because that was a Brandon and the other one, Seth uh the Brian Austin Green. I forgot what his character's name was, but I like those two and I was like Luke Perry or Dylan. I was like, ah, oh, he's a bad boy. I don't like him. He get into trouble. <laughs> what about uh what about Ian Zeering's character? Um yeah, what his name I was. I saw him as a super snooty guy that, I, that would never was. talk to. Yeah, I was like, I don't think I'd like him talking to me when I was watching it. Yeah, and then they they started nine hundred two and back over in two thousand nine. I think may have been seven, but they brought a bunch of characters back, and yeah, it's like a whole new crew of people. But they're those kids have problems. So it was I didn't David, remember the, the original 90210 being that problematic, but these kids, I'm like, what are y'all doing with your lives? <laughs> David, by the way, was uh, Brian Austin Green's uh, character, yeah. David Silver. Yeah, like um, him because he was like the musician and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody. I, I met Brian Austin Green. He's a sweet guy. He's really nice. nice. I uh, 
I saw him. So he was at a he was at a convention just signing posters for free, actually, because uh anybody who like I guess got a poster for one of the movies that he was promoting got a free thing. But I went to get ah. him to sign something. So I, I paid him whatever to sign. Or no, I know I said I wish I brought my kickboxer two DVD for you to sign. Um and he goes, Why am I on the cover of that? He was uh uh he was in uh Kickboxer too, right? And I ah. said but I have uh Albert Pune in the uh you know already signed that signed and he goes, Who? And I go, the director of the movie that you were in? <laughs> was, like, he looked at me and he goes, Dude, I was like twelve, you know. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> and, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give you a break on that. You're right. <laughs> He's funny though. I like, I liked him. He was really nice. Uh, just, nice. just, you know, he wasn't rude. He wasn't like, you know, dude, I would never blah blah. You know, um, yeah. He did talk about how, like, he had done a couple horror films, but he, like, horror films weren't his thing. You know, uh, like he doesn't. I don't even think he watches horror films. So you know, <laughs> but it was interesting. It was really cool to kind of meet nice. him. Um, I'd love to like hang out with them again sometime at a convention or something, but That'd like, be that, cool. that was like the only time I ever saw him, you know, at a convention. <laughs> so I don't know if he even does any of those because he's busy, he's working, he is constantly doing stuff. So good for him, nice. you know. Um, Last I heard, he was with Megan Fox, and then somehow poof, he disappeared, and Megan Fox was with Machine Gun Kelly. I'm like, what? You traded Brian Austin Green for this guy? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think. And then didn't she start dating like Pete Davidson at some point and too? I think so. And I'm like, okay. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I, mean, I don't understand. I mean, maybe I, he's a good guy. I don't know. Uh, apparently, he gets like what Kim Kardashian, <laughs> yeah. Megan Fox. He's all hottest. Like yeah. most popular women on Instagram, you know, as his, you know, girlfriends, he's must be doing something right. I mean, you know, <laughs> um, but he, uh, but anyway, like, yeah. So to go back to Camp Nowhere, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna keep doing that, folks. Just know we're gonna, we we're gonna go off topic. Do that. <laughs> yeah, go off topic because why not? Um, uh, staying on topic is boring. Um. So it was written by Andrew Kurtzman, um, who also wrote Down Periscope. Ah, if you never saw that movie or not, I've seen it years ago. Yeah, I saw it when I was like, I think in college. He also wrote See No Evil, Hear No Evil, which I think Gene Wilder and um, Richard Pryor movie. Ah, uh, he also wrote Hot Paint. Uh, John Larroquette, John Glover, and Gregory Harrison. Um, and number one with a bullet. Uh, hmm. which Robert Carradine, Billy D. Williams, and Peter Graves movie. Uh, and then Camp Nowhere. He's got three upcoming projects, so that's good. He's got a movie nice. called Sober Buddies in development. Another hmm. movie called Man That Rocks the Cradle. Mm-hmm. comedy drama i'm guessing it sounds like a parody of the hand that rocks the cradle and mm-hmm. the last guys on earth comedy so 
those three are things he's got. Uh, he was an executive producer of Camp Nowhere. Nice. And he did script revisions for that um, Albert Brooks slash um, uh, Brendan Fraser movie, Fraser movie, The Scout. The baseball. Ah, I saw that a long time ago. Uh, the movie was also co-written by Elliot Wald. Um, I guess they co-wrote a they co-wrote, co-wrote Hot ha- Paint, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, and Down Periscope together. Unfortunately, cool. Elliot is no longer with us. Uh, oh. He died at the age of 57 in 2003. I'm so young. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um... Marnette, as we described before, uh, she's been in a few movies. She was in American Sniper, Think Like a Dog. Um, she was in, I remember being like Supernatural, uh, an episode, the Bloody Mary episode. Um, oh. She was in Charmed for the last uh, eight episodes or so or whatever, oh. like. Uh, of the la- of the last season of the original Charmed, you know, um, she was in uh, a bunch of different stuff. Uh, hmm. I remember also from like uh, there's a movie called Who's Your Daddy. Um, <laughs> she was in that, and it had like Chris. I-, I bought it originally because I was a huge Christine Lakin fan. I still am. And this chick mm-hmm. from uh, the girl from um, Step by Step. Who was yeah. Al from Step by Step? So uh, I always bought everything like she was in, and so it's funny because Marnette was also in that, and I'm buying everything Marnette's been in. So, uh, so I've got that. Um, let's see. So she's been in a bunch of different things. Her other big thing, claim to fame, was that she was in a um, TV show when I was uh, when I was when we were young called. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, TV show called. Let's see, what was that? What was the one? Uh, crap. I thought it was oh, something so right. It was like on NBC, I think, or CBS. I don't remember one that one. NBC. Um, That's it started uh, Jared Burns, who was uh big on um. He had a TV show back in the day that he was on. Um. God, he was like in one of my favorite TV shows back in like the eighties, um, uh, or nine, maybe nineties. Um, I guess it was nineties. Crap. Um, crap. What was it? <laughs> I'm. Uh, it's gonna kill. Dear John, do you remember that show? I remember like seeing a- it advertised, but I never watched it. Like it's a sitcom about a divorced dad, uh, hmm. or divorced man. I don't think it was dad. Tries to get his life back in order after losing everything to his ex-wife. Um, but he was in that and a bunch of other stuff. So that's how I knew. Cool. I remember Jer, but seen his, seen any of his movies and so or TV shows in so long. I might try hmm. to find that though because that was I remember that being funny. Um, oh, it's a funny show. Yeah, it was a pretty funny show. Yeah, oh. it was a comedy. It doesn't sound like one, but it's. Uh, but it the guy like that's... it would be a guy doing like a newspaper article. Yeah, well, <laughs> like Dear Abby. <laughs> no, so Dear John, are there's that 
you never heard of those Dear John letters? They're like, um, yeah, um, it was like a breakup. I think they're like a breakup letter, you know? Oh, okay. Um, hold on. Let me see how to describe it. Yeah, meaning. What meaning? Um, a letter from a woman to a man, especially a serviceman, terminating a personal relationship. So, yeah. So, it's a when somebody writes you, or back in the day, that was what they described it as. Somebody wrote you a, a letter basically terminating your relationship with them. It was called a Dear John letter. There was a big joke in Dumb and Dumber where they said, she sent me a John Deere letter. You know? <laughs> so... You know, um, it was like a lot of stuff about me not listening. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. You know, that was <laughs> some of the joke and stuff. So uh, I absolutely loved uh, love that. But um, yeah, so he was in that. Um, but yeah, uh, something so right was I think it was pretty funny. I saw some some of it. It was like the idea once again, sort of step by step ish where these families have to kind of mingle you know get mm -hmm. you know or cohabitate you know even though they're not you know together or you know like they're together but they're not actually um uh like a regular step family you know and everything yeah so, they're not blending <laughs> why am i just now getting step by step like the title step by step it being a uh, step by step they're stepchildren step Everybody's step. I never ah. thought, I, for some reason, I never, I never even put two and two together with the title. I just thought it was like step by step they were building their family or whatever. But yeah, it's got a double, <laughs> double, triple meaning. I don't know. Whatever. I'm an idiot. It's okay. It happens. Nah. Um, director Jonathan Prince of uh, Camp Nowhere. Um. So he's he's mainly a producer, like he's produced a lot more, I think, than he's directed or wrote. Um he's directed ten things. Uh he was a TV director. Okay, that makes sense. He directed cool. for Blossom, directed an episode of ah. Blossom. He directed a show called Dream On. I remember that. It was on like Oh, eight. I watched that and I wasn't supposed to. Yeah, it's an <laughs> HBO show, yeah. Oh yeah, at nine p.m. when you're not supposed to watch HBO. <laughs> exactly. I used to actually sneak a tape into the VCR and press record, and then I'd go to sleep. And I would get home from school the next day after it recorded. I tell my mom I'm doing my homework. I'd be watching Dream On. <laughs> nice. Well, there you go. You directed an episode of Dream On. It was uh, in the fourth season. Oh so, wow. Um. He directed uh, the Great Mom Swap, the TV movie. That was after Kip. Oh, starring Hillary Tuck. So ah. she was in that. Yeah. So apparently, he's worked really well with her uh, on Kip nice. Nowhere. Uh, directed a TV movie called Grown Ups. Um, I'm guessing. I'm feeling like a lot of this is like uh, maybe like a pilot. For a huh. TV show, and then it just sort of doesn't didn't work, you know. Uh. Um, so a lot of times, IMDb will actually have the pilots and mm -hmm. and everything, and so um, interesting. The show Grown Ups 
had uh, Nita Barone, David Dorfman, also had Julie Warner, who was in Tommy Boy. She was uh, Tommy Boy's love interest in Tommy ah. Boy, you know, which I just rewatched late recently and just still love that movie. Like that movie can still crack me up, even though I know every joke of it. Really? Um, well, what? Is it <laughs> that you're like? I don't know. Uh, hold on. Sorry. My phone just dinged. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Wasn't okay, me. Sorry. I got distracted. <laughs> yeah. It just went bing. Oh, but so that wasn't you saying? on your side? Huh? But what were you saying? I forgot. <laughs> Did you totally lose <laughs> it? That damn phone. Um, yes. So yeah, so uh, they did like they put up these uh, pilots up on IMDb, uh-huh. and so that was that. And uh, Julie Warner was in that um, uh, Grown Ups pilot, and she was also in uh-huh. Tommy Boy. Um, cool. So yeah, and then Rude Awakening. He directed a couple episodes of that. Directed an episode of Guys Like Us, an episode of Party of Five. Oh, nice! I used to watch that. Um. Oh, he also directed the Grown Ups TV show. So what I'm I'm guessing is that huh. yes, it was a pilot, but it didn't get picked up till they did it as a TV show with a different cast. It looks like um, huh. it's got Jaleel White, Urkel, uh. in the show. Is that the one that's still on TV now? No, no. Oh, okay. Because there's one that I, oh no, this grownish. Never mind. <laughs> oh yeah, grownish. Yeah, that's a completely different one. Uh, um, he but, have any relation to the movie? Gr- grown ups? Uh, no, that was until much oh, later, okay. and that was Adam uh, Sandler and his company. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's Julia White, Marisa, Marissa to- uh, Rabisi. Who is the uh, sister of um, Giovanni Ribisi, who you may know from, uh, he's been in a chunk load of stuff, but uh, he, was, oh, yeah. he was Phoebe's brother and friends, yeah. and he was in a ton of different things. But I, yeah. it, my favorite thing, and I've already done a review of it for Hollywood Knockbusters, I believe, Suburbia. It's like he is so great in that movie. Like really, I haven't seen it. That's a 1995 movie. Oh, it's an old one. Yeah, older. Yeah, and it's. I think the last thing I saw him in was Ted. Uh yeah, I think he was. Yeah, he was in Ted. I cracked up every time he's like sipping. I think you're alone now. (laughs) The dance he was doing, I was like, you know, no other actor could do this so well. Yeah. So, I don't know. So there's there's a great cast. Um, what's your favorite scene in this movie? I like actually. It's kind of a mixture of scenes where they're changing the sign for each camp, all the different ways. Like one of them flying across, dropping it. One shoot. Well, that the was arrow. that was like because it got stuck, and yeah, they had to basically awesome. push the guy off the thing. And yeah. I love how they said they. You know, they're like, we we probably lost, you know, what's blah, 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 blah. And I yeah. was like thinking, and nobody seemed to care. Like, it didn't matter. Yeah, they just got, go about their business. Yeah. All that matters is that <laughs> I, I, I love that part, how they were like changing the signs after each little part. I was like, you know, 
they worked overtime on this. <laughs> had a lot of fun. It was, it was, they, well, he even said, and I really, I really did like that scene where he sort of stood up for himself finally, you know, because yeah. he was sort of always being walked on and kind yeah. of, because he's so small, I guess. Um, he just kind of, um, and I guess that fits with his name, Mud, you know, because he kind of got trampled on like mud, he, like stepped on yeah. like mud, and yeah. uh, and so he, uh, he's talking to the uh, to the kids, and he says basically, uh, "Look, I have this idea, you know, and nobody wants to hear his idea." And then yeah. he, 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 all he has to do is convince one, and then everybody starts sort of. And it becomes like that scene in Spartacus where, like, I am Spartacus. No, I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. You know, right? <laughs> like, everybody starts going, I'll do it. You know, I want to do it. You know, I'm in. Yeah. And then he had to get his, uh, Andrew Keegan's two buddies to, to agree. Two bullies. The two bully people, you know, who kind of come along the ride or whatever. You know, um, that scene I really liked. And that also, yeah. I did also really like. I mean, there was a bunch actually. Uh, I know. I, I it's actually hard to kind of narrow watched down. it a few times because I was like, okay, I want to watch this part again. <laughs> I also really like, and it's really such a small scene, but it, it worked really well. Was when they kind of decided they wanted all the money, you know, mm-hmm. because he h- held on to the money, and they're yeah. like money mud. Money mud, money. Oh mud. yeah, <laughs> that was kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Could you imagine them doing this movie now, but turning it horror? Uh, I can sort of maybe do that. There's there's a movie um based on a book that I used to read back in, like you know high school or maybe even uh, middle school called Lord mm-hmm. of the Flies. I, I know, remember the books. Remember, and it was like a bunch of kids. And I don't know if they were at a camp or anything, but they sort of like were all by themselves and they were having like these fires and they're kind of like, it was like their own civilization, you know, and -hmm. stuff. And there was like the leader, but then the other people wanted, you know, all this stuff. Um, I think heavyweights showed that too, where there's that scene where they sort of revolted against the camp. And so all of a sudden the kids took over the camp at the end of heavyweights. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Heavyweights. But if you haven't seen Heavyweights, <laughs> I don't know why you're Bring on a thing about Camp Nowhere. Yeah. Now, camp... Heavyweights, it was Ben Stiller, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm thinking the same one. So Yeah. It's the camp, like, the fat camp. It's got a, a bunch of the Mighty Ducks people and stuff in it because yeah. it's Disney. Um, it had, uh, I mean, a great cat. Interestingly enough, it had a guy who would later be a future writer director that we all know, Paul Feig, who wrote. Um, uh, I feel like I'm doing a heavyweights episode now, but uh, who wrote and directed? Uh, well, wrote uh, Freaks and Geeks. Then later he directed things like Spy or um, Ghost, the Ghostbusters, Lady Ghostbusters. Which, a lot of people liked. I didn't really like it myself personally, um, and it had nothing to do with the fact that it were women. I was excited to see all women because yeah. that made me like, okay, this is going to be new and different. I just didn't find the humor to be that f- laugh out loud funny. 
And I think it was missing what was wonderful about the original Ghostbusters, which was that the humor in the original Ghostbusters was so subtle, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that it it worked. That was 80s humor. And 80s humor doesn't work for 2010s, you know, and stuff. So I understand times changed, but the humor just didn't really make me laugh. Um, But Uh, I'd say it has anything to do with Paul as a director or as a writer. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's just it's the time that we're living in. I liked Spy, and there was another one with uh, Sandra Bullock and uh, Melissa McCarthy. Um, God, what, what movie was that? Um, that wasn't Spy, was it? Uh, I know Sandra Bullock. Um, you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. I don't. Maybe it was Spy, because that. Well, I don't know. The Heat. The Heat. Ah, uh, see, I never saw that. So I yeah, remember seeing a com- a preview, and that was all I heard about it. Was the one preview? Yeah. So the Heat was like them, and like they were sort of CIA or FBI or something, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uptight FBI agent is paired with a foul mouthed Boston cop. You know, and stuff. So they got to have like, you know, Sandra Bullock and, and Melissa McCarthy. And that was, I love that movie, honestly. I really had a good time it watching good? it. It's something yeah. I would watch again and again. Unfortunately, uh-huh. um, like that, that's a completely different thing than like Ghostbusters. So it didn't, it didn't work I, for Ghostbusters. And what I'm happy is that like later, um, the uh, Jason Reitman, who uh, is the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the original Ghostbusters, continued with his father's legacy with Ghostbusters 3. And um, and that worked really, you know, Ghostbusters Afterlife was really fucking good, you know, so. Afterlife was the one with the kids, right? And the right, miniature the kids. marshmallow guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, mini- yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And they're making a sequel oh, yeah. to it, too. So, yeah, well, it's they're trying to bring the franchise back. I would hope that this would launch a new real Ghostbusters TV show, you know, and stuff. And I think they have Uh, plans for that because that would be great. I I love that. Um, Unfortunately, I look back at the TV shows that are getting made now that Uh were like remakes of my favorite shows like um, uh, the Thundercats and and and. G.I. Joe and stuff like that and just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a lot of times it just doesn't work out because it's once again it's now and it's made for kids now you know Mm -hmm. and so I can't watch it and appreciate it like I could back in the day when I watched Thundercats and I'm like yeah you know yeah (laughs) I'd be into it or whatever I'd buy all the um toys and stuff you know Mm -hmm. I hate to say, like, we grew up in the 80s where boys for, for kids, I mean, uh, were, were big, right? My buddy Paul yeah. um, lived in the, um, like, the 60, not 60s, not 60s, 70s, 70s. No yeah, and stuff. And there really wasn't, you know, there really wasn't, like, 
toys in, in the 60s, 70s area. You know, there really wasn't that. It it wasn't, you know. It was more um, of the 80s that the toys became really big. Yeah. It was and the... on path. <laughs> but I do remember my dad had some, like, it was like a G.I. Joe doll thing. But it was like, like a big G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've seen those. I know. Yeah, They're not like the miniature had, I think toys. We still have it. Huh? Oh, you think you still have it? I think my mom still has it in the closet. <laughs> is it in the box? Like she or has is her to, like in the box. It's in the yeah, box. She like... still has the original Barbie. Like he took it out and played with it, so it's not mint. But like she kept all these dolls and nice. <laughs> we have no clue what she's gonna do with them. But I do I bet you can sell that on eBay for pretty G.I. good. Joe. Oh, probably so. <laughs> like, she has the original Barbie, and I remember playing with that, with the Ken, or with the G.I. Joe doll. Are you going to watch the new like, Barbie? Oh, I want to so bad to see how bad it is. <laughs> My it's mom just... saw the commercial yesterday. She's like, this is going to be the worst movie of the year. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the Raggedy Ann and Andy, you know, movie that comes after. No, I'm joking. There's no, that's not happening. But I was like, what? I, yeah, but that like, doesn't that sound like something like what if this movie is a success, that that's what's going to end up happening? Because oh my God. that's how They're Hollywood be like, works. Let's make a Polly Pocket movie. <laughs> Remember, this is how oh, Hollywood works. We, we're talking about Camp Nowhere does well enough or whatever. It gets like interest enough. Where Disney is like, let's do uh, let's do heavyweights. Maybe they're yeah. going around at the same time. I don't know, but I doubt it. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, when when Hollywood sees uh, something do very well, they uh-huh. want to replicate that because yeah. it's money, and it makes total mm-hmm. sense. You know that this is why. Okay, somebody was describing this to me. So if you go to a head of a studio right right now. And you're like, mm-hmm. I want to make the most original movie ever made. Nobody's ever seen something like this. They're going to be blown away. They're going to think this is amazing and awesome and great. And, and it's going to become a new franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Or you pitch Barbie Part 2 after Barbie 1 does really well. <laughs> Which one do you think they'll go with? I think they'll just make another like it. But there is a chance they could be Barbie and Malibu. <laughs> what I'm saying is they'll probably go with the Barbie 2 yeah. more so than the original film because it's safer. You know, we already know I that, there's, see a, that. Yeah. there's a target audience for it. And the thing is, we don't, Hollywood doesn't know what's going to be big until it gets mm-hmm. big, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, so if they they don't know if Charlie's Angels, the next generation, will be a big hit. You know, that's a uh-huh. name, a title I made up. But like they don't know if that's gonna be a big hit until they do it, you know, yeah. or whatever. And once they do it and it is a big hit, but if it's a flop, the studio ahead who said that was a good idea gets fired. You know, Ooh, I'd hate to be that one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Like, people don't really get this. Like, people don't want to be the guy that like screwed up a studio, you yeah. know, and they can't get work after that. 
You know, mm-hmm. they want Hollywood is not a very forget. They're forgiving to an extent. They're not very forgiving, if you know what I mean. Like they're yeah. they're pretty much it, going to forget you as soon as they. Yeah, can. it's like they're playing Russian roulette, but with the movie industry. Yeah, <laughs> movie roulette. <laughs> and I love and I love Hollywood. I'm a Hollywood guy, as oh, opposed yeah. to Paul, who hates Hollywood. <laughs> Um, uh, everything it stands for now. Like he loves, once again, he loves seventies and eighties Hollywood and sixties Hollywood, all that stuff. But he hates like today's, like big blockbuster everything, you know. And mm-hmm. it totally makes sense to me that like the movies that did very well in the box office right now are movies that made a huge profit off of their small budget. You know, so uh, like, Insidious did very well opening weekend uh-huh. because it's made more than its budget already on opening weekend. Hmm. And you make nice. more than your budget on opening weekend, you uh-huh. are guaranteed to make at least probably double by the end of it, you know, and stuff, nice. if not more, you know. Yeah. And so Insidious is doing really well. And then there's, uh, then there's you know um, Indiana Jones that didn't do so well, and uh, I I I don't know why. Um, maybe just uh, there were ten reasons. Somebody gave ten reasons online why it didn't do well. A lot of it has to do with the fact that people just um, don't want to see it. Just have no interest yeah. in seeing uh, an old Indiana Jones, a geriatric Indiana Jones. They just don't <laughs> want to see that. Uh, <laughs> And it's and, and there's also this younger generation that didn't grow up on Indiana Jones. Like Yeah, true. See, my mom said that one was gonna be a flop. <laughs> and it was. I was like, it why was do you say pl- that? She's like, Nobody wants to watch this old man. Like, right. Wow. <laughs> but that's why, like, I think halfway through the movie, it gives it over to somebody else, a woman. Well, I think that's uh-huh. also what a lot of people people have a problem with is like, why why is this a thing like constantly of giving it over to a female version of that person, you know, right. Mm. Why, why do we need that? Like all the time, not in every movie. Um, why, why not do, and I love this. I write a lot of movies centered around women and stuff mm-hmm. where it's an original movie with women, you know, right. Where they get their, their own movie or whatever, but I, w- I wouldn't want to make like, you know, um, a movie like take Han Solo and make a female version of him, you know, I wouldn't want to do that because like make an original character, then spin a whole movie around that person, Mm -hmm. you know, like that would be more fun. But that's Mm -hmm. once again, it's a Hollywood thing of like, let's make something, let's get the name recognition that people know of and, you know, fix it up around this person now, you know? Yeah. Um, my other I I think one character, I don't remember the name of it, but uh how you're talking about Han Solo, it was he had a gold robot or something like that. And then they turned it into a woman in Spaceballs. You're talking about Star Wars? Star Wars, yes. Wasn't there a gold robot? Are or you talking not ro- about something? I yeah, are you talking about C three PO? 
Yes, yes. So they turned him into a woman in Spaceballs. But that was that was a joke, and yeah, but uh, it worked. It worked. It was funny. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, but see, that's the only like... time I've seen it transition from a man character to becoming a woman character, and it was actually like I'm okay with this. <laughs> Well, I liked how they made Chewbacca into a dog, you know, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you know, it was John Candy as the, yeah. as the Chewbacca character, basically, yep. you know? And, uh, <laughs> you know, he was a mog. He was a man and a dog. He was like, I, I'm my own best friend. And that was funny. Like, that, that worked. But that was parody, you know? Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, like, it's making fun of instead of being actually being it and that's the problem is like we're sort of doing that i don't know i don't know i i feel like (laughs) i shouldn't say anything because hollywood's gonna do what's gonna do and like even if i mention my feelings on it it's not gonna change anything so sometimes maybe i should shut my mouth um just because (laughs) why you know why do that (laughs) but uh i mean yeah, that's funny that you. Yeah, it was Dot. That was her name. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> C three POs. I don't know why they call her Dot. Like I'm trying to I think don't of. Know. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. It was Joan Rivers did the voice. She was oh, really? remarkable. I yeah, that. You wow. didn't know that? Yeah, when you no. when you watch that movie again someday, just it's Joan Rivers doing it. She's just phenomenal. Uh, and I speaking of which, hearing the voice, so yeah, Daphne Zuniga, Daphne uh-huh. Zuniga, uh, was the uh, girl who played Princess Vespa in that, and uh, later yeah. she was on Melrose Place. Melrose Place. Go back to the yep. Melrose Place connection right there. Um, she's the only one. No, I remember a blonde too. Courtney Heather Locklear. Oh, she was on that too. I forgot about her. No, oh, there was another blonde. Yeah, it was kind um, of like highlighted blonde. Oh, you're talking Courtney about Courtney um, something. Courtney um Thorn Smith. Yes. I liked her in it. Oh, I love in her. the I absolutely, place episode that I saw. I absolutely love her in everything she does. And I love that they got her to be basically be an alcoholic at one point and everything. Oh, like her wow. character, she was on television. On a, like a news thing, like um, I think it was uh, Conan O'Brien or something. But she was talking uh-huh. about how, like, her character basically, you know, went from this area to this area to this area to this. He did all of his stuff in the span of years, and then she was like, "And you know, so this is my final season. That I'm going to be on there because there's just nowhere else they can. There's nothing else they can do to me, you know." Oh wow, like, they like ran her, her off, the middle. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Except kill her off, I guess, you know, which they they would do on that show. I don't remember uh, Beverly Hills 90210 having people just die, you know, on the show. Maybe at the end of the series or something. But One person died, but I don't remember who. It wasn't a big character. They just kind of, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Now, Degrassi, um, that was some show that had some deaths well here's the Those thing grassy kids had problems <laughs> right and what was funny is grassy was sort of the um catalyst at that time to whatever stuff that was happening with um us so 
we yeah. did certain shows. Degrassi was sort or Canada was sort of, you know, doing their own versions of these things and stuff. And then we did uh, 90210 and they had, uh, was it Degrassi Junior High? Yeah. Which wasn't, I don't know which one came first. Um, 90210 or, um, oh, so 1990 know. was Beverly Oh, I remember Degrassi and 15. Oh, Those Degrassi High was first. Ah, so Degrassi High or Degrassi Junior High was nineteen eighty seven to nineteen ninety one. Wow! So, yeah. So when did fifteen come out? That I was nineteen ninety something. Oh, okay. Because I remember I was like seven or eight when some of these came out, but I don't remember which ones came out at that well, time. Yeah, it was nineteen ninety. It was the same year as uh as uh nine hundred two one zero, but ah. By the way, I tried to rewatch that show. It does not hold up nearly what as show? well. Which one? Fifteen. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> I was like, "What am I watching? This is like some of the most cringiest acting I've ever seen." Even Ooh. by Ryan Reynolds, you know who I love. Yeah, he was kind of. I don't know. It's like the. I remember watching some of it when I was a kid. And right. thinking, oh, Ryan Reynolds, he's cute. <laughs> I didn't know he's going to become as big of a star as he is now, though. You just, I, I just thought, eh, he'll be gone in a year. <laughs> he became a huge star, and he's still a huge oh, yeah. star. He's, and he's Deadpool. Huge. He's, oh, yeah. He's Love great. Right. Dan he's, Wilder. <laughs> Dan Wilder, freaking um, just a lot of stuff. He's been in so much. He's in Do you ever see a movie called Buying the Cow? Yes, that. That yeah, I own that movie actually. It's kind of funny. Oh, nice. Yeah, I bought it <laughs> recently because I was buying a bunch of uh, DVDs of films from like the early 2000s that Ooh. were just sort of like not talked about a lot. I still need uh -huh. a few. Like, I need like there's a movie called like 200 Cigarettes. Um, I remember that Christina Ritchie. Yeah, it had a yeah. bunch of it had a bunch of people. It was like big yeah. all star cast. And uh, I remember written it when I worked. Ben Affleck the was in it, I think, too. I think he um, was. So, yeah. So I, I was renting a bunch of different or buying a bunch of different DVDs of all these different movies and stuff from that time period, because those were my video store days was the times I worked at the video store. And I would uh -huh. see all these movies. and I would rent them all the time because like there were the movies that weren't getting checked out. That yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and buying the cow was one of them with uh, Jerry O'Connell and Ryan oh, yeah. Reynolds and Alyssa Milano, I think. Yeah. So yeah. I actually bought that while I was working at the video store, the VHS, because I was like, nobody's rented it in a whole year. Can I please mm -hmm. buy this? So the lady's like, "No, you can't buy it. Just take it." <laughs> so she Just like ended up putting that it was stolen. Oh. But they didn't know where it went. So she's like, oh, it's a lost one. Somebody kept it out. <laughs> I I remember this dude who treated me like crap in uh, middle school um, and everything, like, really badly. And he wanted to uh, uh, he wanted to rent a movie at the video store. And I, I checked him out on his card. Remember those little key cards and stuff? And everything. Yeah. And 
So it popped up and his his name popped up and I go, are you the, you know, I'm not going to say his name out loud or whatever, you know, I'm getting in trouble or whatever, but are you blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, he said, yes, uh, I am. And I said, are you the one that went to my middle school? And he goes, oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm Jonathan, you know, and he was like, oh my God, you know, right. He didn't know who I was from a hole in the ground. He can't remember <laughs> me at all, you know. So he goes yeah. up and says, um, uh, you know, I, I tell him he's got like a huge late fee. Like, like it was ridic ridiculous late fee. Like $900 <laughs> or something like that. Like what? ridiculous. Wow. I don't know how he got it up that high, but it was really high. Wow. And he was like, <laughs> we're like best friends. So you can just like knock that out. Right. Yeah. We went to school together, you know. <laughs> and I wanted to be like, dude, you picked on me every day of school, like you made my life hell. But I was like, <laughs> um, nah, man. I mean, and 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 I wasn't being being, you know, like even if I got my uh manager to come check it out, she'd only be able to cut it out by half. And that oh. still was a lot of money. Yeah. So, sorry, man, I can't help you. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. And I was like, Yes, karma. You can't rent here. <laughs> you were douching you know and it goes to show you don't be a bully in high school kids or middle exactly. school especially middle school middle school is my worst years of my life and this movie came out during middle my middle school years so yeah. I probably this was probably Camp Nowhere was an escape you know mm -hmm. for me as a kid because so I didn't go to camp uh, but I watched a lot of movies and TV you know and stuff so yeah. when I watched this movie is almost like i was in uh i was there at the camp with them and everything true terrible. yeah you know i always wanted to go to a fun camp but the one i went to is not fun <laughs> i'm telling you kids are mean man they're nasty oh yeah and the worst part other than getting picked on was the food made me sick every day oh. so for like a whole week i was throwing up that and sucks. we never figured it out it would happen after breakfast happen after lunch, happen after dinner. And they're like, okay, well, you're just got a weird stomach. I was like, no, there's something wrong with the food. They were trying, they're they're trying, trying to choke. mess with you. They're trying, yeah. You know. yeah. It was like they mixed Epicac in there or something. <laughs> uh, that doesn't even sound good. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I was trying to think there was another scene. Oh, the the car wash scene was freaking hilarious. Oh, that was great. Where he's stuck in the door. Yeah, he's stuck in the door and he's going right through the whole car wash. And then all of a sudden the emergency. I'm going through the process with you. What? <laughs> I think he said something like, I'm going through the process with you. Yeah. Like that's what <laughs> that's what he was there for. His job was the yeah. I thought that was cute. Best was the hot wax. <laughs> yeah, at the end. Yeah. And he got back in that gremlin and took off yeah it's, you know that every scene time right there it's I right, go, right you know yeah i mean every time i go in a car wash i think, think about that <laughs> do you i do it's don't get like, out it's always happened i picture somebody like stuck to the door going through the car wash with me and i'm like oh man why am i imagining this i, I don't understand why you wouldn't just tell them hey I, i'm stuck can you just open up the door real quick <laughs> I know, nope. right? He just he went right through <laughs> it with them and everything, and then 
<laughs> you know, then he, they got into the car and took off. And uh, the nurse was really nice. I liked her. Um, yeah. I, I don't I, I don't understand why there was that like love thing between them though. Like did we really need that? <laughs> well yeah, I think most movies back then were trying to make a love connection in them. Well and I thought they had that with the kids. They already. had that with the kids, but there was already they always wanted to do with the adults finding love too. <laughs> yeah, but did we need we didn't need it. Um no, it happened it, out. <laughs> it felt very weird too cuz like there wasn't I, I didn't feel any chemistry between either of those two characters no. and everything. So um I I don't know. I, I like Okay, so I'm yeah, I got a little bit of stuff here like that was said to me personally ah, yeah. and stuff and so i was telling you about it earlier and so yeah. um uh melody and jonathan jackson were actually dating during filming no way wow um, they didn't tell you that in tiger beat yeah <laughs> well uh, yeah so dang they didn't know like i guess they were keeping that a secret maybe maybe that's why that's why this is juicy information here but yeah. probably because they don't. Um, Jonathan Jackson, a lot of those kids had to look like they were single so that the girls, you know. The heartthrobs. Yeah, the heartthrobs <laughs> had to look like they were single. That, that way they weren't, um, you know, whatever. Um, and when they got a girlfriend, all the girls, no, not my man. I know, exactly. <laughs> Writing them all and these then, letters because they would put their addresses for the fan clubs. Oh yeah, there's all these like, nasty letters. So I, I'm heart. You broke my heart. Now I can never date you. You know, whatever. I remember writing to those addresses. Being, I wrote one to Andrew Keegan. I mean, Did he ever write like, back? Wow. Did they ever send you anything back? None of the American stars wrote me back, but I had a couple of Australian musicians and actors write me back. The only time. I've had a um first oh no not only I've had a few and these are all through email so I would send uh -huh. emails to the uh websites of of people so Mark Dacascus who was in oh, um yeah. Double only Dragon only the oh, strong yeah. yeah he was in Double Dragon yeah he's a bunch of stuff and uh he um only strong, yeah, tons of stuff. And then uh, uh -huh. he wrote me back, and he actually sent me a. He didn't write me back an email. Um, I, he actually sent me a, a picture of him, and then I said aloha, uh, Mark Dacascus or Jonathan aloha, Mark Dacascus. You know, that's so that cool. cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then, um, Polly Shore sent me, <gasps> uh. Uh, a picture from his movie uh Polly Shore's Dead. So that was about uh -huh. when he was doing that. Jay Ono cool. love that movie. Um nice. and then the other one I can think of is David Spade sent me an autograph picture, you know, through his wow. thing. So you, that was during know, Just Shoot Me. Because he had a just oh that's a good show. Yeah. So you know, I went me. to a bar in California and I swore up and down. I was like, that is David Spade. 
And he was like, I was like, what's your name? Dave. It's Spade. <laughs> He's like, no. I was like, you sure? <laughs> he was the bartender, the owner of the bar and everything. But it was Joe Dirt. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> his Probably hair wasn't his short, hair, but everything. Like, I was like, that's got to be Unless him. he owned a bar. He might have owned a bar. Yeah. No. <laughs> Um, Christopher Lloyd didn't really talk much, but rolled a lot of cigarettes. That's interesting. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Did he smoke them? I'm guessing if you rolled oh. a lot of cigarettes, I would hope he I didn't know them. if it was like an anxiety thing where you roll a bunch of cigarettes and just hand them out to get rid of anxiety. <laughs> I don't I know. I did that like <laughs> Maybe. I, I never got that information. Never asked. Um, <laughs> kiss between marnette and uh andrew was 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 thought up at last minute um you know and was a little risque for for the time like for th yeah. 13 yeah movie about 13 year olds they they full-on made out and yeah. it was like you could tell there was i mean they were into it so you know or whatever at the time yeah um yeah, so, uh, and I've heard Andrew Keegan is a really nice guy, which Very I'm not cool. surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. He always looked like a nice guy, even though he, his characters were either really douchey or kind of the bully or whatever. He always yeah. seemed like he was probably a nice guy, you know, so. I think the one character that I didn't like him as, as at the most amount of him being a jerk, was Full House. When and he was supposed to go on a date with Stephanie. And then he just didn't show up. <laughs> and she was waiting. She was crying. I remember crying with her when it came on. She was like, <laughs> oh, she got dumped. She, didn't, she got stood up. <laughs> That's terrible. But yeah, he was like such a jerk about it. I was like, I do not like him anymore. <laughs> I didn't even know he was on that show. Jeez, I didn't rewatch that. Only on one episode. And that it was all like cheese. Yeah, it was, was like 13 or 14. I even remember the clothes that she was wearing. That's how scary that is. Oh, <laughs> you, yeah, you seem to really be. Wow. Um, yeah, so he's Ryan in Full House. And the episode hmm. all stood up, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, evidently, like, he told people that Danny Tanner ran him over with like a bunch of spam like the canned spam that you eat right and we get these days <laughs> yeah <laughs> stephanie asked have that spam. <laughs> stephanie asks a boy to the dance and he does not show danny goes to talk to him embarrasses stephanie jesse has to relax but kimmy and her distractions keep him from doing so, so that's the plot of that episode yeah. I keep forgetting that it's on Max. I, I should probably watch that episode at some point. You know, oh, I didn't know that. I'm watching it on cable. Well, satellite. <laughs> well, do you have Max? I don't. Is it worth getting? If you like HBO Max stuff, like HBO stuff, you know, and everything. There's a lot of shows, a lot of movies, a lot of stuff that's not like Big Bang Theory's on there. Um, oh, really? Friends is on there. You know, tons nice. of stuff. So it's it's true blood on there yeah it's hbo oh so it would totally be worth getting that yeah definitely i want to watch that again entourage is on there lots 
great show. Ah, so that's one nice. of my favorites. Um, Entourage was like Sex in the City for men. <laughs> um, I think that's about it. I mean, we talked about this movie, but there's really, I mean, it's it's a fun, cute story involving kids. I mean, let me see real quick. Let me see what it did in the box office if they even said much of that, you know? Um, yeah. Because I always like to look that up and find out what what it did as far as so opening weekend it was two million seven hundred and fifty five thousand six hundred and sixty one grossed ten million four hundred and seventy five seven oh five doesn't say what the budget let me see if I can find the budget of it because um, ah. once again at least nowadays um uh a movie has to sort of um earn double its uh budget in order to make uh -huh. a profit you know ah um, got you but it does not say the budget uh, it does not say what the budget is so i have no idea um but yeah it was uh video released by i guess um it says walt disney but it was um hmm. hollywood uh mm -hmm. pictures who put it out um interesting though but i mean because they're owned by disney so mm -hmm. yeah so box office is 10 million but it doesn't say what the hmm. uh what the actual budget was so gotcha. either if it was 10 million itself like the budget you know uh -huh. it probably was less i would say less i would say maybe it might have got double its budget but the main reason i choose to do a show like or do do an episode with a movie like Camp Nowhere is mm -hmm. that Camp Nowhere is a um, movie that sort of once again kind of disappears into like the world like nobody really remembers Camp Nowhere unless somebody brought it up and people you know like it's not talked about as much and a lot yeah. of it, I feel is like the lack of it being represented on on digital and a lack of it being on like physical copies and stuff. Like I have a, I have a Blu-ray of it, but I just bought the Blu-ray of it and uh -huh. uh, it was on two different manufacturers. So Kino Lorber put one out and I don't know if that had any extras or not, but the one Mill Creek put out had no extras. It's just bare bones. All it had was the movie, like play movie or chapters. So you could select which oh movie yeah, episode you know, which scene you want to go to uh -huh. and stuff so huh. sad it's no like i would have loved a you know maybe like next year will be 30 years you know wait 30 years yeah 30 years wow. 1994 2024 so next year oh will be 30 years i don't want to tell any of the cast that jeez <laughs> old <laughs> but <laughs> It makes me feel old because I know me too. Kid. Um, <laughs> and I loved it as a kid. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it's one of those movies that a lot of people talk about and uh, or did used to talk about all the time. And yeah. it was a movie I'd watch all the time, like all the time. I would be on repeat at my house. I did it too. <laughs> yeah, I was one of those kids that watched 
if I like something, I want to watch it over and over and over again until I get sick of it. And Yeah, same here. I still do that. I wish I still could do that. I don't have time because <laughs> I do so many podcasts. So I watch so many uh, different movies. Like I'm so happy because tomorrow I'm not doing a podcast. So, uh-huh. and then I'm not doing a podcast till Sunday, you Oh. know, Mm-hmm. and stuff. So I really have no, I can just watch a bunch of different movies or something if I want to. I'm just going to probably end up watching TV. Because Uh-huh. Ah. Uh, it's that simpler. works too. What? <laughs> that works too. Right? I mean, just watch Yep. Seinfeld, you know, like Yeah. it's just, you know, Seinfeld's 20 minutes. It's not a, it's not a big deal and it's over and it's, you know, you've seen it. So anywho, I just want to say thank you so much, Anna. Um, you're very welcome to come on the show at any Thank other you time. for having me. And uh, everybody listening, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I do not know what's next. Um, I don't even know when it's next. I'm hoping it's next month. Can't promise you that just because I don't have anything scheduled yet. So I can't say anything. But uh, when I get all that scheduled, you'll find out. And uh, check out Indie Film Cafe and Hollywood Knockbusters on uh, Facebook. Also check out uh, them on, well, at least... I don't know if Hollywood. I don't know if Hollywood Knockbusters has an Instagram. I kind of hope not because I just have too many Instagrams and too many pages to like monitor. And I could just do it on Indie Film Cafe if I need to talk about uh, Hollywood Knockbusters. Uh, just Yeah. easier. Um, but um, also check uh, IndieFilmCafe.reviews and SigFlight Productions.com as uh, so to check out more information. about the stuff but until then everybody thank you anna thank you Thank everybody you. else This for was checking fun. us this was fun and uh and and check us check me out soon so until then everybody bye Bye-bye.